Hello and welcome to Woman Heal Podcast, a sacred space for women to work through the hard stuff while becoming more self-aware, healing past wounds, and transforming into the highest version of themselves. I am Carla Arcanon, the Trailblazer. I serve as a high-performance coach and trainer where I lead women to holistic transformation while teaching them how to unlock their perspective unleash their potential, and activate their life purpose. Today, we're going to be discussing five stages of abandonment, right? So many of us are familiar with the five stages of grief established by the late psychiatrist Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, right? And if you haven't, you can grab my book, Life After Betrayal. We talk all about the five stages of grief, the five stages of abandonment, and how to overcome. And so this is where this information derives today, where uh, in chapter three of my book, Life After Betrayal, I titled it Understanding Grief and Abandonment. And although there are many parallels, the uh, the symptoms can be very parallel and very similar, but then they're also very different and they can bring about different emotions. And so as I've continued my healing journey, I came across a phenomenal workbook by a woman named Susan Anderson, and it's entitled The Abandonment Recovery Workbook. When I tell you, baby, it took me like two years. I remember it was 2018. I didn't finish that workbook until 2020. And it's phenomenal, but she take you some places, honey, that you be like, I don't wanna go. I remember throwing that book across the room. I sat it down for months at a time, but I would always be led back to it because she had real life scenarios in there and it was just filled with so much information, very valuable information. So again, it's called the Abandonment Recovery Workbook. That is not a workbook you pick up if you still play it. That's not a workbook that you pick up if you want a little bit of healing. You want to do a little bit of work. Now, that's the workbook you pick up, <laughs> excuse me, when you like, I'm ready to go all in. I'm tired of hurting. I'm ready to heal what's still hurting. And I'm ready to submit to this process by engaging intentionally in my healing every single day. And so, again, an introductory of that can be found in my book, Life After Betrayal. So, Susan Anderson identifies, well, let's go back to the five stages of grief real quick, just so you know, the five stages of grief that have been established by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross is number one, denial, number two, anger, number three, bargaining, number four, depression, and number five, acceptance. So basically she's saying anytime you've experienced grief, which is a loss of any kind, not just physical death, it could be the you know, the loss of a job, the loss of a friendship, you know what I'm saying? Um, it can even be the loss of hair. Maybe you're going through treatments with changes in your body. So it's not always, grief is not always physical death. And I used to think that I didn't know any better, just like PTSD is not just um, acquainted with the military. It's a mental health condition that anyone that has experienced trauma can suffer from. So it, again, it took me a really long time to navigate through and some 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 of these stages i'm still navigating through you know as it deals with loss and remember i told you that healing does not have a deadline you know you're on your own timeline and it can take a lifetime to heal from the pain that we've experienced so the five stages of grief before we get into that i want to bring about an understanding of the way susan anderson defines abandonment and she defines abandonment as a universal wound 
It is what makes heartbreak so painful and what is behind the turmoil and uncertainty of loss of any kind. Abandonment is what complicates our grief when someone dies, we feel left behind. Abandonment stirs up feelings of not being worthy, not belonging, and not being in control of our lives. Abandonment wounds lies deep and invisible, making it hard to let go. It always acts beneath the surface, spilling primal fear into moments of disconnection, disappointment, and loss. It generates feelings of insecurity and self-doubt when we attempt to love again. Mm. Let's take a moment and, and, and just take in that definition, those definitions of abandonment. I know for me, when I was going through this book, what stood out to me was when she said, abandonment's wounds lie deep and invisible, making it hard to let go. And then when she says it acts beneath the surface, you know, and, and I think I've said one time before how we gotta stop holding people hostage in our hearts, you know? And, and it doesn't mean you can't love people, but some people you just really have to release them for the sake of your sanity. It doesn't mean you don't love them. It doesn't mean you don't wish them well, but it just means, yo, I no longer have the capacity to carry the weight. Listen to this. I no longer have the capacity to carry the weight of what was in my heart because I need to make room for what is and what shall remain. I know that's good. Give me two snaps on that. Come on. Let's give it the Holy Spirit because that's fresh off the press. That ain't even in my notes, all right? So we're going to just do a brief overview of the five stages of abandonment. And again, I'll share my resource with you that you can delve deeper into this topic. But number one is shattering. That's the first stage of abandonment and it's shattering of hopes and dreams. Uh, Susan defines this as the painful tear, the painful tear in your attachment is symbolic to a stab wound to the heart. So when you're experiencing abandonment, whether that, it can look like many different things. And so uh, I tend to think of romantically, like she, in the book, she talks a lot about romantic relationships, which they can be applied to platonic and professional relationships as well, because we're navigating through various forms of healing. But um, when you find out about infidelity, or your spouse or partner leaves you for someone else, or you feel abandoned, you know, or sometimes even when you feel misunderstood, you can feel abandoned, you can feel alone because you're like, I don't know how to communicate this any other way to get you to understand what I'm feeling. And so that can bring about uh, feelings of abandonment and rejection. And so I am very passionate about this topic of abandonment. And, 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 I, and I never saw myself Honestly, I knew I never saw myself like writing books on healing or doing workshops on healing. I always knew that I was personally healing as I shared different parts of my story, different parts of my journey. It was very therapeutic for me and liberating, but I didn't realize the passion um, that would evolve. Uh, my whole business has shifted. Like, yes, I still teach women how to launch their businesses, package their brands, the bank world their business, how to write a book to get their message out to the masses. But I also am all about holistic health amongst women, holistic health as it relates to entrepreneurship, you know? And so I personally have struggled with abandonment and rejection and so this is very dear to my heart it's near to my heart and i totally am still unveiling 
this process of understanding what rejection, what abandonment, what grief really is. And there's all kind of resources out there. Um, I believe that Dr. Uh, John Eckhart, he has a book called Destroying, I believe Destroying the Root of Rejection. I might have it wrong, but just type in rejection on Google and Dr. John Eckhart and it will come up or any of his books. And so I view this thing from a spiritual perspective. I've had to view it from um, uh, just different perspectives, therapeutic for the sake of healing and still grasping the concept, listening to different perspectives of psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists, um, because healing, it, it applies in layers, you know? And so even as we're navigating through these five stages of abandonment, even as we I say certain things, your body may feel certain emotions. And guess what? That's okay. Begin to explore what it is that you feel. Remember that Woman Heal is all about creating that sacred space for us to work through the hard things together, to experience healing, wholeness, um, uh, uh, through authenticity, transparency, to that will ultimately lead us to transformation. So the first step or, yeah, the first, oh, I know this is heavy, y'all, and I just want you to take a deep breath take a deep breath take a deep breath because I sense that even when I said the word shattering maybe some of you are experiencing that right now and you've had a circumstance to occur and it shattered you maybe your job your job ended and all of those things but I promise you as we navigate through these five stages um you'll be just fine I often say it's the hurt that healed me sometimes it's the very disappointment that leads us to God's appointed time that's so powerful, right? That's not in my notes, so I gotta try to remember that. Oftentimes, it's the very disappointment that we experience that will lead us into God's appointed time, a destination, a place, a mindset, a posture of the heart that he's been trying to get us to this entire time, but we just, for some reason, didn't get there, so he allowed that hurt to lead you to healing. Mm, I know that's good. So after shattering, the second stage of abandonment is withdrawal. This is withdrawal from love. And it says love withdrawal is like heroin withdrawal. Each involves intense yearning for the object of desire. And this craving is mediated by opioids within our bodies. Here you feel a painful, aching, longing, needing a love fix, and can't seem to get one. So you tend to, when you're experiencing abandonment, when you feel alone, or you're in a state of crisis. Now, after you experience, and here's the deal these stages, shattering, withdrawal, you can experience multiple, you can be in multiple stages at the same time. You can stay in one stage for years, one stage for months, you know, um, and, and never navigate to the other stages. You know what I'm saying? So the goal is to get through that process. And that is the purpose of us bringing awareness to it today. All right. So you got shattering. Stage two is withdrawal. Stage three is internalizing. Now, I lived at internalizing Boulevard. I lived on that boulevard for years, many, many years. Um, and let me tell you about it. So internalizing the rejection. Here is where you begin to turn your rage over being rejected against yourself, which accounts for the intense depression that accompanies abandonment. So I lived in this stage for most of my life. Anything that happened to me, I would blame myself. If someone treated me a certain way, I would tend to say, well, I must have did something to warrant that behavior, not understanding that what I was doing was internalizing. And this is why, guys, I encourage you to follow 
therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, mental health movements, follow them on Instagram, follow them on Facebook, get that positivity in your newsfeed. If you want to scroll on social media, man, get something that's going to assist you. Um, there's so many people that I like and I follow and I'll, I may share it at another time, but internalizing is a stage that we find ourselves in once we've experienced abandonment. And then number four is rage. You can experience, experience rage, which is symbolic to anger, which is one of the stages of grief, right? And so rage is toward the one who left. You can experience rage toward the one who left. Here you attempt to reverse the rejection by expressing rage over being left. So rage, that's where, it, to me, it sounds like it's full of anxiety and anger and frustration, and I can't believe this. And and and, and during those times, we tend to react versus respond. And remember the last episode last week, we talked about E plus R equals O, event plus response equals outcome. So we can't control the event, but we can, we can control our response. So E plus R equals O, and that O is outcome. So when an event occurs, we don't want to get stuck in rage. We want to be responsible with our responses. Now, I do believe that it's important to feel what you feel. This is why healing retreats are so necessary. Meditation retreats, um, worship services can be helpful. Deliverance services can be helpful. But you, none of that is going to negate the fact that you still have to do the work on a consistent basis every day of your life you have to commit to healing and so you've seen movies or you've you've seen experiences where or maybe you experienced it yourself where you see someone out in the woods and they may scream and they're hollering and, and they just gotta get that they gotta get it out or i'm sure like me like the other day i was watching a tv show um and uh boy started tearing up his own room he got he was full of rage and he just started tearing up his own stuff I've never really understood that I've never understood people who tear their own stuff up I just to me that just makes no sense but when you're in a moment of rage and you're angry and you you know you got all of these different things emotions going on the inside you just ah I get it I get it I've never done that you know I might have popped somebody in the mouth but I just never really got around to tearing up my own stuff now if you're one of those people who's listening and you started you just tearing up your own stuff. Stop doing that. You know, just, just you know. Now I've done things like cuss somebody out in a letter because I needed to get it out. Either I, either I was gonna write it out, or I was gonna say it out. So my 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 stages of healing. <laughs> you understand? Like like my process to healing has has been many different. I've used many different methods. So I used to cuss people out, and then I went from not cussing you out to cussing you out um, in the letter that I did not give you after I wrote all everything I wanted to say. It just, I need to get it out. And that's what rage is. It's really like, it's, it's basically rage to me, sounds like an irresponsible method to dealing with the madness. God, it ain't in my nose. Holy Spirit, you the bomb today. Come through here. Listen, and I can't say it again because I don't remember what I said. I'm gonna try. Oh, I probably messed it up. Um, rage to me is an irresponsible method in dealing with our madness so meaning um, i feel because i feel this i'm going to react this way and we know that as we're healing our goal is to um is to mature evolve emerge become so we're no longer going to react 
as children, we'll react, but we're going to be responsible adults and we're going to respond, right, responsibly. Now, we don't always get it right, but we don't want to make a pattern or habit of just acting out and saying whatever and then apologizing later. I used to have a really, and sometimes I still do, sometimes I have a really bad habit of that where my emotions will just take over me. And it's, and most of the time, those of us who are really passionate, if you meet somebody who is passionate about business or passionate about ministry or passionate about serving or passionate about whatever they believe in, whether it's politics, whatever, if you meet a very passionate person, baby, we can also be very passionate when it comes to processing our pain and we don't always deal with it in the best regard using the best methods and 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 so this is where we need to you know refer back to our tools our resources <laughs> you know what i'm saying have some accountability go sit on that couch and 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 talk and 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 not just talk it out but work through your dilemma so that you can change the course of action all right number five this is ultimately the fifth stage of abandonment according to susan anderson um and this is the stage that we want to ultimately get to which is lifting lifting she says lifting back into life here you begin to experience intervals of peace and confidence and you're ready to love again you're ready to love again so you you experience lifting once you experience shattering, that's the shattering of hopes and dreams, your heart is broken. And then two, you experience withdrawal from love. You feel like you need a fix, you need a love fix. And the three, you internalize the rejection. Now you start blaming yourself. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, why didn't I? Oh my God, I can't believe all of that. Remember those, that's that internalizing is synonymous to negative self-talk. Because most of the time when we're internalizing, we're saying all these, I can't believe I did. You're so dumb. Why did I do that? Oh my God, why did I stay so long? Why did I put up with this? Why did I do? And it's like all your all you, all you can do something about is in this moment. That's it. All you can do something about, guys, is in this moment. That's the only thing you have control over is this moment. Nothing further, nothing else. You can't control the past. You can't go reroute it, rewrite it. I used to say, Man, I wish I could just start my life over, you know, but if we, for some reason, we are still holding on to this idea of perfection, you know, I think about all the mistakes that I've made and I'm like, oh my God, I would do this different, I would do that different, I would do that different, I would do this different. And sometimes we just have to continue on after a chapter has ended. You know, so we, for me, I view every birthday as a new chapter and all of these chapters are, uh, uh, you know, my book, my life. You know, you think about maybe like Cicely Tyson, she had 90 plus years. Those are 90 chapters of her life. So when she wrote her book, I'm just like, oh my God, this is so much wisdom packed in this one resource. And so I even want to help you change your mindset, your perspective as it relates to books. Some of you are like, oh, I don't like, some of you are like, I don't like reading. Well, you can listen to audiobooks. They have so many different options. Um, you can listen to a message like podcasts, such as Neat, such as Woman Heal, um, where you don't have to necessarily read it, but you can listen to it. But I am always going to lead you back to reading. Just just know that, whether it's an audiobook, it's, it's, it's nothing, it's just dope to listen to it. Even people that's like, I'd rather listen to an audiobook. And I'm just like, I hear you. It's almost like to me, I can hear the preach word. Like, I love Joyce Meyer. Joyce Meyer is my childhood mentor, and I've just always found her messages. Her, amongst many other um, 
influential leaders, uh, ministry leaders, but it's nothing like when I go back and read the scripture that she taught on, like I hear her, I'm listening, but then there's another level of understanding. There's another level of application that I can enter into because I'm like, yo, I heard what she said, but now I'm reading it and me reading that leads to something else. Lead that, that passage leads to another passage. And before I know it, I've done a complete study on a subject matter that I never thought I would engage in. Remember I told y'all last week when um, I'm still doing the 40 days, the 40 days so fast with Dr. Cindy Trim and she kept talking about Mahanda Gandhi, Mahanda Gandhi, Mahanda Gandhi. And I'm like, I know, you know, I'm familiar with Gandhi, but because I was reading the book, The 40 Days So Fast and doing the workbook, and I kept seeing quotes by him, I went to my phone and I started researching and I started writing down exactly who he was, and I wrote down like 10 of his most popular quotes, and I was like, I'm going to memorize these quotes by Mahanda Gandhi because she continues to reference him in this book. So what's the point that I'm making? Because I can listen to a message by Dr. Cindy Trim or Joyce Meyer, whoever, but then because I was reading that book, it calls for a deeper study. And I'm the type, whenever I read a book, I also like to write. That's why I don't loan any of my books out because I write about, <laughs> you know, I my book really is my journal. So even though some books also have workbooks, I still write in it, I highlight it, but then I also use a notebook. And oftentimes, um, you know, I look at books as a study, whether it's a book on business, whether it's a book that's um, for spiritual, personal, or professional development, I always look at, I don't look at it as I'm reading this book, but I'm exploring this book. I'm on a journey with this particular resource, with this particular author. And something else that I do that um, I believe would be very, very beneficial to you is anytime you're reading a book, pray for that author whose book you're reading. So again, whether it's spiritual, personal, professional development, when you're reading a book or you're listening to a podcast like Woman Heal or you're listening to someone on YouTube or you're following them on Facebook, whoever you're gleaning from, like make it your business to pray for them during that time frame. You know, pray for them, ask God to bless them. I remember um, God gave me that that idea really in 2015 when I read Priscilla Shire's book called Fervent. And during that book, it was so powerful. And I was like, oh my God, I can only imagine what she went through to write this book. And let me go back even before Fervent, when I read Dr. Cindy Trim's book or Journey, rather, her book, The Rules of Engagement. Oh my God, that book was so heavy spiritually. And I was like, God, I can't imagine what this woman had to go through to give birth to this book. And this is me being a writer from a writer's perspective. I understand that before you can release it, you have to live it, right? Before you can share it, you got to walk through it. And I was just like, I can't imagine the warfare. I can't imagine the things that she had to encounter. Um, this isn't just book knowledge, but this is experience. This is wisdom. This is strategies. This is, you know what I mean? It's so many things. So I want to encourage you to consider that when you're reading books or you're listening to someone, whoever you're gleaning from, make an intentional effort to pray for them in the process. All right? So the five stages of abandonment, number one is shattering, number two, withdrawal, number three, internalizing, number four is rage, number five is lifting. 
lifting. So here's what I want you to be reminded of is oftentimes we don't give ourselves enough time to recover from heartbreak, setback, or major life transitions. Your body, your mind, your spirit, your soul needs time to recover. This is why we oftentimes are so filled with anxiety and, and you know extreme sadness and having all these health issues because we go from one battle to the next battle to the next battle. And I get it, we wear the banner of a warrior proudly, but we wanna be wise warriors, see? A wise warrior also understands when it's time for battle and when it's time to recover. And so you gotta know what season you're in. Am I in a battle season when I'm fighting or am I in a season of rest and recuperation and recovery? So you, you just have to really be sensitive to the season that you're in, all right? It takes time to heal, process, and overcome all that you've been through. But the great news is you can move at your own pace. Remember, I spent two years walking through Susan Anderson's abandonment recovery program. You know, so healing doesn't have a timeline. You work on yourself, be intentional with your healing day by day, moment by moment, second by second. Take it every, you know, take it day by day. Pace yourself and know that you don't have to do this process alone. And to delve deeper on this topic and more on healing, you can grab your copy of my best-selling book, Life After Betrayal at CarlaCannon.com. I also offer coaching services and have additional resources to assist you on your journey. So check them out there. And I want you to remember that grief is not the end. Sometimes it is the beginning of a new life. Your story does not stop here. Enjoy today's show. Be sure to subscribe and share with a sister friend who can use encouragement along this journey called life. Make plans to join us live in North Carolina for our exclusive Woman Heal Retreat on October the 23rd. For more information, visit CarlaCannon.com. Remember, what happened to you may not have been your fault, but healing is your responsibility. Have an amazing day, and until next time.